Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. A-U-N, American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human God, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the Godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about their future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, just a, a few updates uh, before we get into the discussion with Rose Lear and, and Al Jordan on this new emerging world of crypto. Uh, today is uh, James Yeager's birthday, and after Al and Rose's uh, presentation uh i thought maybe we could just pull a fast one and i'll call james on my three-way and we'll all sing happy birthday <laughs> i told him if he's, if he's burning the midnight oil expect a call from us number two ed crosby uh finally connected with ed thanks to jim palmasano this week and steve harris connected me through with jim talked to ed <clears throat> he's recovering in the hospital he won't be out of the hospital until late april Pretty serious, but he's stabilizing his kidney. Uh, started feeling he had to have dialysis uh, three days a week, but it's recovering. Uh, it's a wound re- re- regarding diabetes to his right foot, uh, and they, they tried every every antibiotic under the sun. Finally, something worked, 
<clears throat> but in the meantime, to and from the hospital, uh, the paramedics failed to use the proper amount of oxygen, damaged his vocal cords, so he has uh, a lot of trouble speaking. But that should stabilize as well. So please uh, pray for Ed Crosby and his health and his return to health. Uh, and <clears throat> and last, lastly, uh, Bob Schultz, I did make contact, had a nice conversation with Bob. He's still deep in the fight. Please, your prayers, your thoughts, uh, send them out to Bob Schultz. His wife has dementia. He's really in, in a battle royale for uh, the legacy of We the People Foundation, the rights petition, but his spirits are pretty chipper, pretty up. So having said all that, uh, I called Rose earlier this week and, and uh, we chatted earlier this, uh, this week and, and uh, same thing with Al Jordan. We, we talked about maybe having a regular scheduled show, maybe once a month to update and, and to keep plowing the field, this new field, uh, fertile field of decentralized connections with this new crypto platform worldwide, global, globally is, is presenting to mankind. And uh, I know this is kind of foreign to all of us, even though we talked about it on the show. For a little bit, I used to trade up and down uh, <clears throat> Bitcoin using Coinbase as, as, as an exchange platform. There's many other things, but I stumbled across a couple of links, and I'm doing these refresher courses or these these uh, accelerated courses. It's, it's 99 bitcoins, and the links are in the newsletter. So please go to that YouTube link and and sign up for that regular link uh, to the website. Sign up, and and, and there are five uh, free courses that uh, they'll send you. Little snippets of five to ten minutes long. These YouTube videos. They're very educational, very helpful. But all of us, including Rosen, Al. Are, are in the thick of this, and we might as well uh, band together, uh, arm to arm, hold hands, do whatever we can, because this is the future. The past is the past. Uh, we all know about the fraud of the financial system, but this new currency is issued by we the people. It is uh, as close to an issuance of, of currency from the people as you can imagine. These are automated uh, transactions that are taking place with computers generating crypt, crypt, cryptographic codes, long uh, strings of characters that represent the public and private keys to this currency. And we can all utilize it. We can all protect it. We can all exchange it. And it, it, you, can, you can even do that with a dollar or five dollars. You don't have to have a thousand dollars or nine thousand dollars. We can all do this and have fun and share the growth and development of our educational process as we move along. So, Al, uh, we're going to let Rose lead off here, as you said. Uh, Rose, thank you for coming on, and then Al will join in, and then we'll all come together with some comments and questions. Rose? Thank you, Fred. Um, when, when Fred called me this week, and we were talking, and, and he was bringing me up to date on Bob Schultz, Fred got the idea, well, I was in the movement, I was a participant, and why not come on and talk about my activities back then? Well, <laughs> me being me, I had a better idea for Fred. Why don't we leave the past where it is in the past 
And let's talk about moving forward and what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now is I've actually stepped out of my comfort zone and out there in the big wide world of cryptocurrencies and started doing a little trading. Because quite frankly, living on Social Security sucks. And that's the best way I can put it. It's not fun. So I'm a little too old, Bill and I, to start trying to For one thing, we couldn't put enough money into the stock market to do us any good, not at our age. That's something you start when you're in your 20s, right out of high school. So one way that you can move forward and maybe build an income quickly is trading in the cryptocurrency market. But there is a learning curve, a huge learning curve that goes along with it. And when I started talking about this was back last fall. And uh, I told Bill I wanted, well, we got involved a year ago. But we got involved in some of those scams where they said, Send us your Bitcoin and sign up a couple of people under you, and you're going to make a whole bunch of money in a real short span of time. Well, the only thing we got was our money. Gone. It was just gone. And I said, that's enough of that. If we're going to get into this, and at that time, I wanted nothing to do with Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency because I did not understand what it was about. But as I started digging in and learning what the blockchain is, what it does, where this technology is going, and it just started to make sense to me that anybody today who doesn't pay attention to it, doesn't learn about it, at least go that far as to learn about it, study up on it, learn how to purchase it. They're going to be lost because in five, ten years, that's going to be the financial system of the world. It's already heading that way. So, I got a hold of Dee Dee and asked Dee who who knows anything about Bitcoin? And Dee Dee said, Al. Well, Al, I got a hold of you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. And yeah, you did. Start, yeah. And you started explaining to me a little bit about what Bitcoin is and everything else. And... I started I started buying. I now have ten different coins that I'm invested in. But I started small. I started with a hundred dollars. And I I I bought some cryptocurrency and then 
little by little, you know, because my, they were because I was buying with a debit card instead of attaching a bank account to my Coinbase account. I was limited on how much I could buy per week, and it was small amounts. I'd buy $10 here, $10 there. When I got enough to move it over to the exchange and do some investing, that's what I did. And when my coins made some money, I cashed out, and now I had more money to play with. It's not something you want to put money that you can't afford to lose. You're not going to go out and mortgage your house so you can invest. And it's a very volatile market. Right now, right now the market's down. And I'm sitting here. I have some money coming my way. Uh, my mother passed away, and I have some inheritance coming. And it's, I'm very anxious for that to come through because right now is a buying opportunity in the market. Is there anything you want to add here, Al? Well, I, I think that uh, your approach is looking specifically at several particular coins and um, I do something similar to that, except that I also believe that I want to support the entire sector. And in doing so, um, I'm trying to create, um, I'm looking into creating an exchange and uh, alternative electric power for people to do mining or owning a node, okay, and growing income that way in addition to the cryptocurrency. The thing about it is that cryptocurrency is more powerful than your dollars and a lot more secure uh, than the money you have that you think you have in your bank account uh, because it's, it's encrypted, encrypted, it's anonymous, it has historical appreciation, and you can send it to any place in the world. And if you buy the currency right, you can buy it when it's less than a penny. Uh, you can buy things like Mazacoin and other things that are less than a dollar, you know, um, like Ripple. And as Rose said, as long as you can lose two or three hundred dollars, you could stand in line to make ten, twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand, a million dollars over a year or two's time if you properly invest in the cryptocurrencies as they become more accepted. The cryptocurrency that is accepted now, generally speaking, in 100,000 new uh, commercial vendors per week is, of course, Bitcoin. And Bitcoin jumped recently from where it was, you know, in the $200 range a year or so ago or more to $19,000 for Bitcoin. Now it's settled down around, what, 9000 rows approximately, eight to 9000 uh, Well, no, it's more. Last I looked, it was uh, 8200 Okay. In that area. Yeah. And it, it got may, hit hard today. Got hit hard today, guys. Yeah, it, it may it may even go down to five five thousand. They're they're looking see here's the learning curve. I get up in the morning 
and I turn on my computer, and I go to YouTube, and I look for these. I have specific groups of people on YouTube that are traders that make videos uh, on showing you how to read the charts. And they do this daily. There's some of them that are into teaching you how to read the charts. There are some of them that are into giving you the daily news that's out there. So, you know, you don't have to go digging and looking for the news. It's all in one place on that YouTube video because that's what that person does. The next person is talking about maybe a specific coin that they're doing an analysis on that project and teaching you how to dig in, reading the white paper, looking at the project, learning about who the uh, developers of it are and what it what it's all about. All of these things big, big part in choosing your your coin. I do this I have several that I go through and and watch every day. Right. I even sent L some today. Right. And and that's the thing. No no one is is an expert in this. I mean Rose knows more about particular coins than I do in some ways. Um and I rely upon her research because I'm doing other things in the uh cryptocurrency <clears throat> market. Yes, I do look them up, but on Rose's recommendation I've bought three or four different coins. Um and while and while Rose claims that they've gone down in value, I can't tell that. They seem to have appreciated in value, at least on the point where I bought them. Um, that's the thing about cryptocurrency. They're very, very volatile in terms of their overall value. Um, but, but if you started with only a few hundred dollars and or a hundred dollars, <throat> like Rose was saying, and you can afford to lose a hundred dollars betting against making 10 times that or 100 times that, or even just a few multiples of that, you're far ahead of the game. If you, if you trade $100 and get back 300 every month, would that be a bad thing to do? Uh, I don't think so, from my perspective anyway. So it has the characteristics of, of a currency. At the same time, it has the characteristics of penny stocks that eventually turn into blue chips like Bitcoin is. And I'm not even going to say that you could you could eventually work into making a couple of hundred dollars a month. You cannot right. count on that because no. of the volatility of the market. Right now, the market has been down and going down on the downward slope since January. Right. Right. And we're already the middle of March. But I know, I know that it's it's going to do this. I can tell you. But General Electric stock. I had I had owned some Ford stock, 
that I wanted to get rid of that wasn't doing anything for me was the only stock I owned. And so I finally sold my Ford stock, and my brother told me, he said, what you want to do is put that money into a blue chip stock. Right now, GE is down in an affordable price. I think I paid $26 a share. I bought 67 shares of General Electric, and today it's at 14-something a share. And it started going down right after I bought it. And I I kept feeling bad about it. Well, this isn't any different. Some of the coins that I own, I probably paid too much because at the time I was buying in, the market was high. And that's when other people were taking profits out. And here I am, brand new to it, and I'm buying. So, like Al said, it's all the relevancy of whether the market's up or down depends on what you paid for that coin when you got in it. Right. Right. What what I've noticed, and I have some clients that are exchanges, and also they are somehow ATMs. Just like the ordinary ATM you find in your local grocery store at your 7-Eleven, that the amount of coin, of alternative coins they're buying, whether it's Bitcoin or Ripple or one of the other coins, is going through the roof. People are buying small amounts, 100 200 300 $400 of it. They're not using credit cards. They go down to their local 7-Eleven and put a $100 bill in or $200 and they buy a little bit of Ripple or they buy a little bit of, you know, Ver or some other coin and they take it with them. And the the amount of, of, of uh, usage of Bitcoin in the casinos in the United States has gone to Zerk. Um, some people have Bitcoin casino uh, uh, ATMs and they're doing fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a day in the sale or exchange of Bitcoin on their ATMs, and they're making a fortune. These people, at least I think it's a fortune when you're making eight or ten thousand dollars every day for basically stocking a machine with Bitcoin currency that can be purchased with U.S. dollars on the spot. The day is going so, to come when your mobile phone is going to operate off of the blockchain technology. And I know this because my cell phone carrier now has a coin, a crypto coin out there. They are going into developing the mobile apps to, to work on where text messages will travel through the blockchain. Yes. Yes. It's a form of encryption. Yeah, a form, a form of encryption that is not breakable, unlike the form of encryption that we all use right now. Right now, anybody can break into your phone, retrieve those messages, or hack your phone. They're deci- they've decided they're going to 
make these mobile phones safe. And they can do that on the blockchain technology. One of the things that Rose and I talked about, and Bill, her husband, is that the cryptocurrency is the people's money. It's not the bank's money. It's not Federal Reserve or HSBC or whatever, whatever bank you use. It's the money that you and I own. Once you put it on your wallet, you own that currency. No one else can tell you what to do with it. They can't touch it. They can't get at it. Short of putting a gun to your head, even then they can't get at it. And it can be spent anywhere in the world. I think a lot of people like that. Not that you're doing anything that's untoward or not paying the tax or anything like that. You just simply don't like people having control of your money. You know, look what happened in 2008. The banks went down. Instead of the government bailing out the general population, they bailed out the banks. How do all of you feel about that? Exactly. You know? With currency, you're holding your own money in your own wallet. You become your own banker. Right. Your own... And now keep in mind, when you have this kind of freedom, along with it comes responsibility. Right. You're responsible for your own choices. You're responsible for your own security. You know, right. that's the price of privacy. Right. It, it actually extols the virtues of what our Constitution and Declaration of Independence actually written for in the first place. But ever since that time, the banking community has perverted the Declaration of Independence and most of the rights that we have in the, in the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Uh, the cryptocurrencies do exactly the opposite of that. And you may notice that the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Federal Reserve, another private bank, and the IRS would like to try and regulate the cryptocurrencies. They design in such a way that even if you wanted to regulate them, <coughs> you can't. There's no Bitcoin Incorporated. There's no Blockchain Incorporated. There's no Ripple Incorporated. There's none of those kinds of things. They design in such a way that there is no, there is no, there is no singular point. There's no ch- uh, choke point. No, it doesn't exist. And you can't even stop the transactions from happening. The biggest problem that the countries are having is they have no jurisdiction. Right. They have jurisdiction over the exchanges. Whatever country the exchange is in has jurisdiction over the exchange. But as for jurisdiction over the technology over the blockchain, it's like trying to have jurisdiction over the Internet. Right. You know, who has control of the Internet? And you, you, will, you will see governments trying to send out cease and desist orders to exchanges in other states. South Carolina tried to do it with an exchange. As recently as yesterday, 
And the reaction of the exchange is, who are you sending the letter to? You sent the letter to us, the guys who are operating it in the U.S., but our servers and our, our accounts and all that, we don't even know who the clients are. Our computers are all over the world. So you might shut down our local operation, you know, in the U.S., but it won't matter because of the decentralized nature of how all the currency is stored and, and how it's decentralized and, and how it's processed. We have no control over it. Um, they're trying to do it with Bitrix. It's not working. They're nobody, trying to do it with Coinbase. It's not working. Nobody knows who the creator of Bitcoin is. Right. Right. Nobody owns Bitcoin. It's set up that it will only create so many Bitcoins, and once they hit that magic number of what, 21, 21 million? million? Yep. It stops. And then it's just, then the, then the Bitcoin is fractionalized. You can own a tenth of a cent. You know, you can you can buy one one hundred millionth a satoshi right. of one one hundred millionth of a bitcoin. Right. Yeah, right. see, it can be broken down to one hundred millionth of a bitcoin. Yep, one hundred millionth of a bitcoin. So. so the, the point is, what it, this whole thing is doing with the cryptocurrencies is proving that just because some people have tried to invent currency and money doesn't mean there's any barrier to you and I inventing our own and, and trading with one another. It's almost like a super advanced, you know, um, uh, I don't know, commodity exchange which is what the SEC would have you believe, that, that, that cryptocurrencies are commodities. The IRS have you believe that it's currency. Neither one of them can figure out what it actually is. What was it you but and Bill decided today? It was bartering? It's bartering. Yeah, it's barter. Right. You know, bartering's been going on way before money was involved. But, you know, while I was up in prison, that's how the prisoners got along. They bartered. You know, a tomato was worth a stamp. Uh, you know, a haircut was worth a pack of cigarettes. Right. You know, that was the monetary system. This is the monetary system that the governments all over the world have been telling the common everyday person for as long back as I can remember that someday we would be in a cashless society. If you do not have a piece of plastic in your wallet or, or maybe at that time a chip underneath your skin somewhere where you can walk through a meter and they can tell you who you are. I just, I just watched one that uh, there's stores that are putting uh, units in today that as you pull into the parking lot, they already, because of AI, they already know what you're going to buy when you walk in the store. Isn't that ridiculous? You know, so we don't know where we're going to be, but we know this, 
that the people that are going to get left behind, they're making it available out there. Don't put a dime into this thing. Don't put a dime in it. But if you don't get up there and educate yourself on it, you're going to be left way behind. And, and Bill can say that. Bill can say that from the bottom of his heart because he's a person who wanted nothing to do with the computer. Now he's, he's lost. Everything's done on the computer these days. So he knows what that's like. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like like we're we're giving a sales pitch here, Al, and we're not selling anything. We, no. we we have no program that we want you people to join. We simply are coming on as educational purposes uh, to maybe enlighten somebody out there. It took a while for the light bulb to go off in my brain. And I told Al just today, I feel about the cryptocurrencies the same way I feel about gold and silver, ash in my pocket, and having a a foot in the stock market. I, I believe that we should be diversified as much as possible because nobody has a crystal ball out here. And we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know where the financial uh, winds are going to blow in in this country and around the world. I can tell you, in in the third world countries, where they don't have access to banks, the people are going bonkers over the cryptocurrencies. And their governments are allowing it because they have no currency. Their currency's worth zero. In Zimbabwe, they use minutes on their cell phone. They they have no money, but they have cell phones, and they have, they use the minutes on their cell phone like we use currency. Right. They thought they could barter back and forth. And that's what they're using. So, so even the poorest places in the world, even the poorest places in the world, can be as wealthy as the richest places in the world, so long as the people realize that they can produce their own currency. I've always wondered why is a brick in New York City worth more than a brick in, say, Shanghai, China? It's not. They work the same thing. They both have the same utility. So if you take that and extend the logic to it, it means that you can have your own currency to buy those books in New York and in, 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 in China, but with a common currency that if you don't like the currency, you'll find another currency to exchange to. But because we have cryptocurrencies now, you can change it to another cryptocurrency or... 
if they won't accept dollars, you can exchange your, your cryptocurrency into dollars from whatever it is. And put it on, and put it on your, your American Express or Master Charge, MasterCard debit card. You have it wired right into that. And the bank has done that. They don't even know what it's, it's an unintended, it's an unintended result. But the banks, with these new uh, cards that are out there that sort of take the place of your checking account, you're not even using a credit card anymore. You're using a debit card that picks up the currency that's being sent from your Bitcoin account or from your whatever other currency account you have okay. if you need to use dollars. Is there anyone out there that has a question? Yeah, Rose? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I think for a lot of people uh, trying trying to get their head around this from, from a risk standpoint, uh, you can buy, for example, one one-thousandth of, of the Bitcoin, which is $8. Right. Yeah. Now, if Bitcoin if Bitcoin goes down to four dollars, you're not out a lot of money. I mean, you've lost four dollars. So and, uh, the idea of doing something, it can be as incremental as eight dollars or four dollars or whatever it is, because uh, and, and that that's that's what I think uh, well, people need to realize. That's true, Fred. And the first. The first thing that anybody who says, okay, I'm going to buy some Bitcoin or I'm going to buy some Litecoin. Well, now they're going to, and I want everybody to understand, I was a dummy. I had no clue on even where to go to get it. And somebody said, well, you have to go buy it off of Coinbase. Right. Took me two weeks to finally get registered on Coinbase and be able to buy some some Bitcoin. And the reason for that was because I didn't have a cell phone. I what else was it? I had an email address. You didn't have one. Um their security measures when you sign up and you're not expecting all of everything that they're going to want and especially when when you're trying to maintain your privacy and, and they want you they want you to allow them to take a photograph of you with your camera that's on your computer. I I told my I I I clicked on never when my browser asked me if I wanted to allow them access to my camera. I said never. Well you can't undo that with that Firefox browser. I had to end up going to a different browser. Uh, you people would have been laughing if you had been around me the two weeks that I was just trying to sign up on Coinbase. You didn't want to be around her. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a few times 
when I said, forget it. I'm not doing this. I'm just not going to do it. But I finally and, did. But the, the resolution for something that Rose went through, if, she, if, you know, if you didn't want to do that, okay, you can go online and find a, an ATM that will spit out Bitcoin. You put in money into the, into the ATM. If you have a cell phone, you'll have a wallet on there, right? And the ATM, just by taking the wallet and, and, and giving them your, your uh, uh, ATM, your, uh, your, your public code, right, will send you the amount of money that's equal to the currency you put into the ATM. So you put in $100 or $10, or 20, and instantaneously you'll find your wallet, and you can get wallets off the web that's free, right, and secure. Instantly well, your Bitcoin. Provide, you can do that providing you have a wallet. Now, the first thing anybody has to do that's even thinking about this is if you don't want to keep, if you don't, if want to buy your currency off the exchange, off Coinbase, if you're going to do it through an ATM, providing you have an ATM in your area. They aren't right. have no crypto ATMs here in Muskegon, Michigan, I can tell you. So well, let me take a look and see. I'm going to go on. Well, I guess we lost L. No, he, he, he'll be back. Oh. Uh, he's gone to look to, for ATMs. Yeah, because his number, <laughs> his, his number. I'm here. I'm here. Numbers. I'm going to go look at it for an ATM. I'm going to look for an ATM in Muskegon, Michigan, okay? That sells right. Bitcoin, okay? So wow. let me get online here. And let's see. It's harder to get on my computer than it is to find it. I'm not going to show one here. But anyway, it, it, it's learning the steps that you have to take to get started. But once you get through them, then it gets easier as you go along. And yes, there are YouTube videos on how to sign up on Coinbase, how to sign up. Now, I, I'm on uh, Bittrex Exchange is where I do my trading. <clears throat> No idea what you're talking about. I watched a YouTube video showing me how to sign up on Bittrex. And then there's videos on how to trade. Yeah. Are you saying, are you saying Bittrex? Bittrex. Yes, Bittrex. Okay. that I do my trading on. I, I, can send a, I can send an outline to everybody that covers all of this. That'd be great, mm-hmm. Al. Okay. Should I just send it to, 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 to you, D.D., or should I send it to Steve and he distributes it to everybody? We'll, we'll send it to, to me and Steve. Okay. All right. <laughs> and Fred. Yeah. Oh, That'd be great. Fred already has. has. Oh, yeah. Fred probably knows more about it than I do. And Steve's son is was on talking with Al for about an hour last week or the week before. That was really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I was going to call you, Al, and put you to work with for me, but <laughs> this will be a better <laughs> way to <change> it. 
Let's see I forgot I that I recommended uh, you to to Rose, so <laughs> I have to call mm-hmm. Rose. <laughs> when I was and I talk uh, probably several times a week at least, right, Rose? The Fox we do? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we have to stay in touch. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> hey, Rose? We have to discuss how our queens are doing. Right. Well, that's, that's great to have that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Re- remember the Liberty Dollar Bernard von Nothaus, and that kind of spread organically, naturally. It got pretty big. And then they, yes. the deep claws of the deep state just, you know, shut them down, threatened them, and everything else. Uh, it can't, physically took away, you know, and I guess he has been, he has been, uh, the, the, the courts have completely exonerated him. And, and, uh, Oh yeah, uh, I just I sold some to Steve a while ago. So mine, <laughs> they're still worth you know much. They're still worth uh, trading. Well, yes, yeah. they're silver. Yep. I I have. But with, <clears throat> but with Bitcoin, the genie once it's out of the bottle, once once these codes and these miners, uh, you can't. <clears throat> I mean, as long as that private key is not lost, <clears throat> that Bitcoin is is exchangeable, is tradable, is fungible. Right. That's right. Right. If you lose that code, that private key code, um, it's gone. It's it's if you burn it up, it's it's gone. The Bitcoin doesn't right. exist anymore. How do you so burn it up? Bitcoin does exist, Fred. It's just out of commission. You can't access it. What, what I mean right by that is if, if, right. if you have stored the private key on a, on a thumb drive physical off the, off the internet or, or at the same time printed out the code on a piece of paper but lost the piece of paper or burned up, the physical hard drive or, or thumb drive could be destroyed, uh, an act of you know, damage, hurricanes, whatever, the fire. And the piece of paper, it's not in the firebox, gets goes up in smoke. Uh, you you could try to reboot. I mean, there are ways, Rose, from this Bitcoin uh, little educational thing that you can reconstruct your private key using a word paragraph sentence format that you have to construct. So, right. But yeah. that that is not that's something above my pay grade. I don't know how that's done, but. It, sound, it was intriguing to see that that was another way to reclaim your private key if one physical act of destruction, fire, whatever, destroyed both the piece of paper, copy, and the physical thumb drive, hard drive, whatever. It's the same word key that you get as a security measure uh, for your account on the exchanges. Okay. Wow. It's the same technology. You have a series of words. You sure. have to type those words in in the correct order. Yeah. In order to recover yeah. your account if you should forget or lose your passwords. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I do I have wallets on the Bittrex Exchange, and I have wallets on Coinbase. And all of my currency is in one of those 
wallets on either one of those exchanges because I have I have watched I have heard so many people saying you have to take your your, your currency offline in a private wallet and then but you laid out all the reasons why you don't want to do that. Not only that, but they're constantly. My brother-in-law bought us a wallet, a, a, a hard key wallet that uh, you take offline. Well, they've already sent him an email telling him he has to download and upgrade. But before he can download, and we haven't even gotten ours yet, and it's already outdated and needs to be upgraded. How many times do you have to upgrade your computer system? Isn't that something? Yeah. Wow. So why not just on the exchange? These exchanges, Bitrix has all kinds of security. Coinbase has all kinds of security. Binance, they, a hacker just tried to get into Binance. They failed. And Binance has a $250,000 reward for whoever turns in the hacker. And he only attempted. He didn't get away with anything. So I'm not saying... Rose, you said Binance, or what was the term? Binance. Binance is another exchange where you can do your trading on. Oh, okay. There's a lot of different exchanges out there, Dee Dee. And Binance and Bitrix are two of the larger exchanges for us here in the United States to use. There are other ones. Not all crypto coins are on all the different exchanges. Hey Rose, can I buy? Can I fill up my gas gas with with uh, some Bitcoin card? Absolutely. Can I pay? Okay. I don't. Know. How did you know? Where I have never seen them. I have you never. Do on your visa card. I, you don't run it through on your visa card. <laughs> Bill has listened to some people, and what he doesn't understand is, and I told him before, Visa, shut them off. Visa, shut Bill off? No, the Visa, shut off. They will not allow Bitcoin on a Visa card anymore. Okay. People uh, were able to get a, a cryptocurrency debit card through Visa. Wow. But Visa stopped doing that. Oh, wow. Well, then who does it? Who? How do you do it then? You don't anymore. There oh. is no card. There are there are uh, crypto coins out there, people that are developing their own banking system and mm-hmm. and cards. Uh, there's companies out there with 
with coin offerings, with ICO offerings that are planning on uh, all these different problems. That's why you have to go and you have to read about each coin that you might be interested in investing in because what you're doing is you're investing in a company. And and that come as that company creates the technology and and they have a roadmap and if they're completing that roadmap on time and they stay on that roadmap until completion of their project, that coin is going to go up in value. That's where you make your money as an investor. Or you can hang on to the coin because you may want to use it to trade in whatever that particular realm is, that space that they're, they're, they're creating coins out there for the gamers. The gamers, that's a huge, huge market where they they buy clothes for and costumes for their avatars. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got coins for them to use, crypto coins, instead of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, is, this is an absolutely brand, brand new world out there, right? It's all on how we've been educated. We've been educated in what is considered the old money. But as far as having a debit card that works right now, no. There is none that I know of. Hey, Al, um, getting back to that central point that you let off when you came onto the call and, Rose, you chimed in, the fact that with crypto, when you possess the private key yep. uh, under your control, yep. uh, in effect, you have transcended and supplanted all banks globally, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. You no longer need to have a bank of any kind. That is an amazing reality that uh, can't, can't be can't be underestimated and you know al and i talk about this a lot how do we evangelize that concept the power of that concept needs to be evangelized to get people excited to get people to stand on that power and, and exercise that power well first of all they have to overcome the fact that the it isn't the government the local bank that controls their 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 lives because most people have been trained to believe that when they're in their country or some other country, the only thing that is worth anything is the currency of that country, okay? What they're afraid of is that the currencies they're holding, their Bitcoin or whatever it might be, is exchangeable for the currency of that country if you want, if that's as far as you want to go or exchangeable directly for goods and services for a person who will take Bitcoin who then either holds it as Bitcoin or ripples some other currency or converts it to the currency that he needs, he or she needs to buy things um, from their, their local vendors. So 
I don't know that you can evangelize it so much as you can just simply say to people, you have to take a step back and say to yourself, I can use my, let's use Bitcoin as the example since everybody knows what it is on this call. I can use Bitcoin in every country on the planet. And they'll say, well, I only have a store here that'll take rubles and all that. And we say to them, well, look, uh, if, it, if the merchant is willing to take your Bitcoin and there are exchange rates that are shown for every single country, they take it on their wallet and convert it to their local currency at next to nothing, cost of next to nothing to do so. So that's the conversation. You know? And wait, wait, wait. Somebody, somebody was asking something there. Okay. Hello? Somebody that say might something. have been me trying to butt in there for a second. But, oh, go, go know, ahead, Bill. Go ahead. All, all of these trades, all of these things that, that we're talking about that that actually cost you nothing. You know, put, your, put yourself in the mind that uh, uh, you owe nothing, $50,000 you have to send it to France. You go to your right. bank. You know what kind of hoops you have to draw, have to go through to to take fifty thousand dollars out of that bank and ship right. it anywhere? How many days it takes you? How much it costs you? And you can you can you can pay that bill or send that fifty thousand dollars worth of let's say Bitcoin, and 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 you can do it for peanuts, for peanuts compared to what a bank is going to charge you. And you can do it damn near instantly. Why? Why do you want to pay the guy in the corner? You know, he's a third party. It, what Bill's saying is you got to largely overcome the training that you've been propagandized with since you're a small child to use a bank. When in fact you are the bank. You are the bank. Well, yeah. The retailers that are accepting Bitcoin for payment, say you're at a restaurant or whatever, uh, what the reason they're liking, even though it's a, the volatility of the value is going up and down, up and down, very erratic, they're finding that they, it's eliminating the fees that a, the bank charges on a Visa or MasterCard, and they don't get any chargebacks. That's right. That's right. So they're, they're liking the fact that they can accept a cryptocurrency, and they can convert it... You know, that, that currency, most every one of the cryptocurrencies out there that are what they call a coin rather than a token have an app that you can download to your phone. And you right. carry your your wallet address, your code, on your phone. Well, you you go to the to the store and just like Apple Store's code, you could pay pay for your purchase with your Apple code. 
called they called it Apple Pay. It's the same right. thing. The, the, the other beauty of it is for vendors is that you can't go in and once you've purchased something, reverse the transaction, leaving them holding the bag, which is now, a, a, a big deal. Way, with Another way you can do it uh, is just cash out and Coinbase, and Coinbase will deposit the money in your bank. Right. Now, Fred, Fred, you traded on the Chicago Exchange, correct? Yep. You were a trader. So you know and understand that you sell on the hype and you buy on the fear. Have you ever heard that? Well, <clears throat> with us, we were trading uh, high volumes of stocks, so uh, and, and we were able to capture the spread between the bid and the offer. So mathematically, it all would even out, but uh, you know, occasionally volatility would spike, and you'd be on the wrong side of the trade. But with with high volume, and that is, you know, trades from the public, you know, 50 shares, 100 shares, 200 shares, 1,000 shares will come in to sell at the bid. But you're buying at the bid. And you're, you're, you're then, you have an offer a quarter point higher, an eight point higher. No longer like that. But we had the ability back then in the day to capture an eighth to a quarter to three eighths of a point on any given transaction. So that it made it profitable so much that we could actually pay Fidelity Schwab Ameritrade money to for them to send us their order flow. Their customers well, to buy and sell would be sent to us. Well, would you like me to tell you how it's done today? They use a bot. Mm-hmm. And that bot is programmed with a specific algorithm. Mm-hmm. And you send that bot out, and I can sit there on, and watch on any any given coin and watch the bots work. Oh, I see. You you program your own bot to conduct the trading for you? Yep. Yeah, you can. You have <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> for that bot with the exchange. Yeah. But, yes, okay. you can program a bot. So you're trading for you. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. We have a friend that just. I know somebody who has a bot. Mm. Okay. And I think he bought it through Bittrex. Eleven hundred dollars for the bot. Wow. He says it's producing about sixty to seventy dollars a day. Okay. Well, good for him. Good, good return on his investment. Um, it's called the Internet of Things. Internet of Things, okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
And the Internet, remember way back, was it the 90s, the early 90s, and everybody was talking about this thing called the Internet. Mm-hmm. And people like... Well, remember AOL, America Online, that was the Internet to me. <laughs> right. That dial-up, oh, I love that sound. <laughs> and Golly, if I want people out there saying, I'm not interested. If the fad is here today and gone tomorrow, just a fad. And then along came this one company and said, we're going to retail on the Internet. People Amazon. Laughed, Amazon. Laughed, laughed at them, and today, Boys R Us announced that they cannot compete with Amazon and Walmart, and they are closing 800 stores in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, think about those things when you're thinking about currency and where where is the cryptocurrency going to go? Where will it take us? Rose, what 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 you're you're saying here and Al you can chime in. Yeah. I think a lot of us are, are I mean yes we've witnessed this price rise but it's I, I don't I think in a year or two if we still do this call five years from now, I think we're gonna be talking about you know, five hundred thousand dollars is going to be the price of Bitcoin. Swear to God. Yeah, it will be. What will happen is that five hundred thousand dollars is going to be the price of one Bitcoin. I'm sorry, to right. say, I hate, hate to say that. But well, it will wouldn't, be. Wouldn't you kick yourself if you weren't taking five ten dollars a week and buying yeah. a little bit of Bitcoin now? Yeah. There's a, it's a you could have a nice yeah. little nest egg, nice little nest egg, if you put away five or ten dollars, twenty dollars, something like that, and and, and you know, um, I, I I've, I've seen seen people that have put that spent a hundred dollars on Bitcoin in two thousand and nine. They bought a hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of it. It's now worth someone in the vicinity of forty-eight million U.S. dollars. Wow! <laughs> and it wasn't just one person that did it; it was four or five people. And these these are, these are kids that are under the age of thirty. <laughs> and you yeah. know, they took, they took their pocket money and went and bought some. After I came home from Dewey, I don't know exactly when it was or what year it was, but. A year or two after I got home from Duluth, a friend of mine called me and wanted to know if I wanted to buy some Bitcoin. Well, people were ta- in the circle were talking about Bitcoin. I'd hear this word Bitcoin every now and then. And, and uh, uh, the guy asked me if I was interested in buying some. That he had lined up a buy on some that was available, and you know it was supposed to double by the end of the year. And this was like in September. Yeah, and I finally said, you know, 
I don't know even know what it is. I don't know how to turn on a computer. I don't know what this stuff is. But because you, yeah, I'd buy four or five hundred bucks worth. You know, mm. he says, oh, no, no. He says, I want to share a buy with you. And he says, I'm looking to spend 20000 That means I'm looking for you to spend ten. That would have bought me 20,000 Bitcoin. Right. Mm. Well, that would make it today 20,000 times 8,000. It would be 50 cents of Bitcoin at that point. It would be $160 million. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. But you see, you see... Bitcoin isn't the only currency that's out there, and Rose will tell you, because she does the work every single day. I'm, I'm lazy. Bit, Rose is, is very, very industrious. Um, there are other Bitcoins out there. And so if you choose a, a few of them in the top 30, and they're trading you know, under a buck, and you buy a few hundred dollars worth of each one of them, and you have 20 of them, and only one of them hits, You've made your money back, and even if the others all go to zero, then they won't. You made your money back. It just depends upon your pension for how greedy you might be. You know, if you if if you spent a thousand dollars and you had five thousand dollars in cryptocurrency values in a year from now, would you be really upset about that? You certainly would be happy if it was a stock. You know, you think yeah, I did really well, but Let's assume that that, that same $1,000 became $100,000. Well, one to zero. Your loss would be $1,000 if you went to zero. So big deal. And I think that that's what bothers the people on Wall Street. It's what bothers the banks. It's that you and I can make the currency worth more, more valuable because we buy it and we use it in commerce. Hey, Al, Rose, uh, in the, over the last week and a half, uh, for some strange reason, maybe this is related because I, I'm feeling that it's related to the discussion, uh, Elvis, his life, his amazing story, uh, his voice, his energy, uh, when you bring that into a, uh, I mean, he knew he had a, a, a an amazing gift and he was so generous he gave away just tons of jewelry tons of cars uh did i I mean but he knew he had the faith to know that he was given this amazing gift from god and 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 he exercised that gift by issuing the energy in the form of uh, free unconditional gifts to his fans, to total strangers, to cl- people close to him, all of the above, all over the world. He would, it, this, nothing would give him greater joy than, than giving to people. Uh, so he seeded the ground with this, this idea by way of example that this currency called Elvis, uh, if you were connected to it, if you were touched by it, it would pay dividends. And all of these people who were touched by these gifts uh, the stories about these gifts and how they've radiated uh, and gone higher and higher and higher 
uh, it changed their lives. And, and they, they've gone on these shows, these YouTube channels, these testimonies. Elvis, uh, once he left, I mean, he, Elvis Presley Enterprises in one year makes more than Elvis made his entire career right now. And uh, it just keeps it just keeps going and going. But what we're talking about here is a platform, a gift that, in terms of the architecture, in terms of the intelligence, in terms of the energy behind it, in terms of the uh, just the in- inputs, it's 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 a currency issued. From we the people, it's like Elvis's currency of his fantastic talent in the form of his voice. Wow. And we're being called to exchange this and give it out freely, evangelize it, connect people to it, and share it. Imagine all the poor countries all have their cryptocurrency operating, and you can give everybody a cell phone around the world. Mm-hmm. How much better would the world be better off if everybody were able to? buy things because they had currency. Mm-hmm. Turn whatever they have in their environment into currency. And and be able to trade one month for another rather than being cut out of the banking system, which is what the banking system does. They don't want you to be there unless you're paying off some shareholders or executives or the owners of the bank. Whereas the more Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies are used, the more valuable they, valuable they become. You know, I don't know who this guy Satoshi is. They keep claiming different people. I don't care who, who he was or who she was. It might have been a woman. More likely it was a woman. Who knows? But the more these currencies get out there, I think the safer the planet will be from war and famine. And I think that we're better off. And the only thing that we get now is, is fear-based stuff from the bankers who claim people people are going to use it to sell arms and things. Well, the fact of the matter is that illicit arms sales and drug deals and all that are going on without cryptocurrency and going on forever, forever. You know, we conducted wars forever using national currencies. So I think that maybe this is the currency of peace. (laughs) It's like I said earlier, and and I told Al earlier, and he agreed because we don't have a crystal ball, and we we know that something is going to happen. Yeah. But yes anybody's guess as to what it'll be. Will the dollar implode? I don't know. But if it does, I I won't be looking for a a social security check deposited in my bank account. (laughs) And that's the beauty of this. Assuming you replaced your social security check ten times, or even one time, with Bitcoin or Cardano or any of these cryptocurrencies. I'm not going to rely solely on the cryptocurrency either. No, no, nobody can. I have silver dollars. Right. I don't have gold, but I do have silver dollars, and that's that's my backup. And 
you know, it's whatever way this thing goes, I want to be prepared. I want to be able to survive long enough to get to the next step. One of the one of the people one of the people that that I know Andreas Antonopoulos he's a yeah some people know him you know him Rose I know him well he is a is a a, a, uh, a Greek and he said that in three times in his lifetime the banks got wiped out and wiped his family out they were shippers in in Greece they own shipping companies in three separate times. They wiped. They got wiped out and became. They became impoverished. And he went and got educated in London, University of London, and then came to the United States. And he's a big Bitcoin advocate, um, you know, evangelizer, etc. But he has said you can't depend upon anything that has a third party involved with it, except for the cryptocurrencies. He said. He, he says. He says in his in his talks that. The third party that controls everything is you and I. You know, and uh, he, I don't know if he's invested totally in, in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. He probably has. I think you're right, Rose, not to invest everything in just one thing because you never know what might destabilize the cryptocurrency. I can't think of anything yet. I certainly know that gold and silver have been manipulated for the past 5,000 years, well, on and off. The crypto market is being manipulated. Yes. There, it's always, there's always going to be people who have enough money to jump in and manipulate. Right. What they can't control is how much cryptocurrency you or I can own. That's right. That's right. You know, we can we can buy what we what we want. We can invest what we want. We do all that on our own. That's called our responsibility. If we lose it, that's our responsibility too. Right. But I I think that coins that I have are all good projects. They're good coins. They've got solid bases to them. Um, And I expect that in time, when I bought them, I didn't plan on, you know, a quick turnaround. I knew I was going to have to hold on to them for a while, maybe a year, maybe two. Right. But they'll go from the six cents that you paid for to the, who knows, $100? What's your your gain there? Why would you leave that $100 down in the corner in the vault if they want to charge you rent down? Right. Right. I, I think that as all the good attributes that the cryptocurrencies have, you know, the volatility is, is the one downside to them. 
But other than that, I can't see anything wrong with it except exchangeability. And more and more people are exchanging goods and services for crypto at the rate of 100,000 new vendors per week worldwide. How long will it be before it be like anything else? The coin has to get strong enough, and it'll get to a point if it's a good coin, you know, for research such as Litecoin, you know, will rise right. to that, that uh, thing if, if, if in the crypto world it's the silver, it's not the gold, it's the silver, and you spend your silver, you save your gold. Yeah. Hey, Fred, what are you still there? What is going to be... Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Al. What, what was talking about? Our last question. What is going to be the great door opening up in the world of cryptocurrency is when Amazon announces they will accept Bitcoin. And we're right. very, very close to that day. Yeah, I thought it was that they were already doing that, but it's got then it's got to be close because I've seen that before. Hmm. They're looking at it. They're they're interested in do, accepting Bitcoin. The problem they have is the volatility. Yep. Because. That's it. They would like to see the value stabilized more before they agree to accept it. Yeah. Because you could you could buy buy uh, your grandchild something for twenty five dollars, and in an hour, it's going to five dollars worth of Bitcoin could be worth ten. Right. That's the only thing holding up Amazon right now. Yep. Yep. Hey, guys. Yep. Uh, why don't we open it up for comments and questions? But if, if we do have time, I'd like to make a quick surprise call to James Yeager and we can sing happy birthday to him. <laughs> you like that, Fred. <laughs> If you want. I mean, would you like me to try to call him and just we'll sing it real quick? Sure. We can do it. Yeah, do that. That'd be great. Do that. You, you guys keep talking. I'm going to try to add add him real quick. Hang on. Hey, I, got a question a for, I got a question for you, Al. I don't think that you were the first person on our call talking about Bitcoin. There was another guy that came on a long time ago, and I don't, I'd have to look back to see who it was, and then you got <clears throat> then you became the go-to person. But um, I went in and and opened an account on Coinbase way back then, but I didn't have any money to put into it. (laughs) So does that just go away then if you're not using it? No, it just stays there. It's there permanently. Oh, I have to go back and look because ever since then, a lot of things have changed for me. I lost a lot of my income and I I keep waiting to get that step ahead, you know, and I was uh, when I was trying to help you with your lungs, I thought, well, uh, I'll trade him for that. that Okay, guys, we got to sing happy birthday. He's not on, but this is his voicemail. Happy birthday birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
about what we see in, in this in this cryptocurrency market. Yeah, a little I think bit of people watching. We were gonna do that before and we never we never followed up on it. So let's let's for sure do that. That'd be great service to the people on this call. Yeah, I mean and, and also we might be able to help Bob Schultz if we can get enough people out there and uh, send some money his way. I mean if we had a hundred thousand people that were buying currency, you know, and we managed to have a fund that helps Bob throw a few hundred thousand dollars at him out of, out of the fund that we're developing. It wouldn't cost people much of anything. Uh, a hundred thousand people buying one dollar a month in Bitcoin. Imagine that. Imagine that power. Yeah. Huh? Yes. The power would be massive. And, and you can buy other currencies and give Bob 2% of it or 5% of it that and and also you know help yourself at the same time. If you have a hundred thousand people that are making up few hundred dollars a month on the cryptocurrency, and they gave five percent of it as a as a tithe or, or help to Bob if they believe in his cause. Um, that would also be for a further further proof of the power of the cryptocurrencies. It might also it also might you know prove to Bob that there are other currencies to fight about than the U.S. dollar. You know, um, I don't know, but you know, but I don't want to recommend any currency myself. You know, I, my recommendation for currencies are the currencies that I buy. That's not a recommendation; it's just what I buy myself. The cryptocurrency. Rose and I talk about it a lot about the currencies that we're interested in, but we're still learning. Yep. I mean, this is something. It's, Al, uh, Al and Rose and, and everyone on the call, the other the big bang thing that uh, I think will eventually happen is that there's going to be some major securities firm that's going to allow you to buy or, not only buy or sell Bitcoin, uh, <clears throat> but to hold Bitcoin as a cash, as a form of cash in, in an account that you can use to buy stocks and bonds. You can put a Bitcoin right now into your IRA. If you can believe it. You can put Bitcoin into your IRA I'm right now. I'm talking about a major firm like TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, Schwab, those types of firms. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't think it's far away. I don't know if it's next week. I don't even know if it's next year. I'm going to be, be able soon. to click on. I'm going to be able to click on a window. What do I want to hold my cash in? Uh, right. U.S. dollars, Bitcoin, or whatever. Right. And 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 for and for people who are always in the stock market or just from an investment standpoint building up that portfolio and they've got a little bit of cash on the side, why not click on Bitcoin for that cash? That's I, what I I'm agree talking with about. Yeah, I think that's gonna happen. I think yeah. that's gonna happen. It's gonna have to be though an advanced firm like the Vinklevoss brothers in New York have. You know. Um they're trying to make what they're doing. It's called Gemini. Um, and they've got $5 billion in it. Now, that's not huge, but 
I think five billion dollars is a lot of money. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's another company called Circle doing the same thing. They're in, in Cambridge, Mass. They're trying to do the same thing. But I think you're right, Fred. You're going to have a you're going to have a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab or somebody do it. And the first one that does it, I'm in the big boys. But here, club. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I remember in in the seventies, the late sixties, seventies, early eighties. Uh, there was this crazy notion. Uh, less quick. Charles Schwab, Ned Johnson, the Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab, Les Quick and Quick and Riley, and 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 even Joe Ricketts at Ameritrade. They have this wild, crazy notion that common everyday people, with a hundred bucks to their name, or five hundred bucks to their name, or a thousand dollars to their name, or even fifty dollars to their name, would would want to buy or sell their own stock on their own without using a broker. Yeah. They offered a cheap way uh, a cheap discounted commission they could democratize the entry of people we the people in this the stock market yes now couldn't isn't this the same thing we're talking about uh, this uh yeah i, I mean that's what i'm talking yeah. about you're absolutely right as a matter yep. of fact i have a schwab account and i can i can Trade if I've got an extra ten dollars, and I can pick a stock and buy ten dollars worth. Might not yeah. be a full share, but I can buy ten dollars worth. Yep, I have a TD Ameritrade account that can do the same thing. You know, yeah, but this is the same. The cryptocurrencies yep. are the same. Is it, what I like about it. Fred, it's no different than trading on the Chicago floor. No, but what I'm what I'm talking about here is currently the neutral value of, of holding cash is the US dollar for our sake here in America. What yeah. I'm talking about is the neutral value of holding cash in the form of Bitcoin is this big bang. It's the elephant in the room. It's the new That's elephant. Right. In an it old is room. The new it's in the room, it is. and right now they're fighting it. Yeah. If you take the cumulative value, the cumulative market cap of the cryptocurrencies right now, it's bigger than all of the major banks and insurance companies combined. Well, it was. It's not necessarily bigger now. <laughs> Okay. It's gone down a little bit, Al. Okay. Still. But it, but it, last December, it was bigger. Yeah. Yeah, way up there at 19,000. Yeah. Well, well it, you know, we laughed because when we got involved about a year ago, Bitcoin, I remember the little bit that we bought, uh, uh, a whole Bitcoin back then, if you buy and everything was like eleven hundred and twenty dollars, and right. we bought one tenth, so it cost me one hundred and twenty-six bucks or something like that. And that one hundred and twenty-six dollars, if we just left it alone today, you know, everybody says, "Wow, look at Bitcoin! It went all the way up to nineteen thousand. It's back down to eight. Well, that's a long ways back down, but it's a long ways up from eleven hundred and twenty. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. You know, I think how many hundreds of times? That was you know, quite a year ago. And 
that wasn't even quite a year ago. So even at the lowest of the lows that everybody's experiencing today, hundreds of times more than it was a year ago. I, I think yeah. I think that the way to evangelize this is you just talk about its performance for people. That's all. Despite its volatility, you talk about its performance for people and what it's done for so many people, you know, and what it's about to do. L L. Mathematically, yeah. we know there's only 21 million that'll ever be created, right? It's done. Right. That's right. There's nothing right. more. Mathematically, we know that the more that people exchange and use Bitcoin, the more the value of Bitcoin is going to go up, right? Correct. That's right. Mathematically, the more you use and exchange something, the more its value will go up. Right. So those, those are two givens. Okay, given the technology that we have, all these new inventions, all these new apps, all these new networks, all these new uh, you know, patents that are coming out for more security, quantum computing, and everything else, it's inevitable that there's going to be more and more powerful uh, ways to, to secure, to slice and dice, to mine, and to exchange these things uh, because the technology is it, it, it's just going in that direction. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and in fact, Bitcoin uh, has, has now has got the Sedgwick and the Lightning Networks that have increased the speed of transactions to those of Visa and MasterCard worldwide. They've just been launched. Okay. So now. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to educate you just a little bit further. Uh, hey Rose, we gotta put it we gotta put an endpoint on this call though. <laughs> Bitcoin, keep this in mind. Bitcoin is your savings account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Litecoin is your checking account. Hmm. I like that. Bit- I like that. Bitcoin yeah. is your gold, and Litecoin is your silver. silver. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Litecoin, oh. Litecoin is actually built off of Bitcoin. Litecoin is faster, it's cheaper, to yeah. transactions are cheaper with Litecoin, transactions are faster with Litecoin, and Litecoin is less expensive. Litecoin was built to be Bitcoin's utility coin. Mm-hmm. Spend. Yeah. So, so think of itself. L I T E or L I G H T? L I T E. Okay. When I when I'm going to transfer money from Coinbase into Bitrix to do some trading, I don't transfer I don't buy and transfer Bitcoin because it costs me too much. I buy Litecoin, transfer that over to to Bitrix and then turn it into Bitcoin, and then make my trade. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, Rose, yeah. you got to explain the mechanics of, of, of these exchanges in our next installment next month, okay? Well, I'll try. <laughs> okay. 
you can, you can gonna, work up, up to it. <laughs> I'm going to send the PowerPoint that we talked about uh, by tomorrow morning, and you can look at it and, and send back questions about awesome. what, the, what it has to say. And, but it, it's really self-explanatory. This is a process. It's not, it's not like learning how to ride a horse. It's learning how to take the horse and do jumps with it. You know, and, 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 and everyone on this call, everyone on this call can reach out to somebody else who knows yeah. more about this than you or me or Rose. And the, and the objective here is next month, if we could bring, uh, of all the people who are on this call listening, to bring or select one or two people uh, to, to add to the voice of what we're talking about, in 12 months' time, this monthly version of our installment could be really, really exciting. It, it could grow. It's it it be very fertile. No. Yeah. Well, that's great, Fred. I love it. I mean, we, we yeah. could get the evangelization. I mean, I, Al and I have talked about buying these black robes. <laughs> yeah. With, with the uh, with the I, I on the back of mine is I, and on the back of Al's is am I am <laughs> these I am black robes. <laughs> you should make them purple. I swear to God, or maybe we need to start dressing up as Elvis. I don't know. <laughs> Now they're stretch. <laughs> yeah, walking around with a guitar strapped to our back or something. I don't oh know. my god! <laughs> what well, what we could do is we could start walking for Chicago, walk to the West Coast, and then in the wintertime walk the Southern route as long as there's no blizzard in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> walk down to Florida, and then head north for the spring, and then walk from Maine to Maine to to to, to Oregon. You know, maybe in Southern Canada or something. That'd be interesting. The yep. Bitcoin twins or something. <laughs> well, wow, guys, I got I got to get home. Uh, I got to drive home, but I'm down here in Chicago still. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Rose. Thanks, uh, guys. Steady, good moderation, Steve. Thanks for your help. Everyone in the background, please say a prayer for Bob Schultz. Say a prayer for Ed Crosby. Uh, he needs and to Ray Mills. Ray Mills. That's right. Oh my God. Pray for Ray, guys. He's in the battle of his life right now with cancer. Very, very oh. aggressive form of uh, liver. Uh, uh, what, what kind of cancer does he have? Uh, it's a, it's a tumor in the, in his abdomen, the size of a grapefruit. In his abdomen. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. He's. Oh. Yeah. It, Ray. Please pray uh, for Ray. All, all of us need we need our prayers. And uh, anyway, so I, I got a little bit of inspiration on this call tonight. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Rose. Really yeah, we're very it. thankful for you, Fred, and for Al and for Rose for bringing this forward. We, I just want to tell you how grateful I am that you're doing this. <laughs> well, it's just Thanks, something guys. we can get our teeth we can get our teeth into as a community, and they can build upon. We'll try to do this every every month like this, and, and it'll be something to really look forward to. And uh, Allison asked me to do this. Thank you, Rose. See you later. Thanks, guys. God bless. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Good night. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, Rose. Appreciate it. Bye. A-U-N, American Underground Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.